Hey, what's up? It's JR, and welcome to the JR Show podcast. you today he's the only newfie that i get to play on the air uh the the pride of of newfoundland um matt marr my guest uh we're gonna go he's got a lot of wisdom to share so we're gonna go deep and then we're gonna shift hard and try to to have some fun as well talking about man crushes without further ado let's get after it my guest today mr matt marr Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, will you please put your paws to get paws, <laughs> unless you're driving. For today's guest, the legendary Mr. Matt Marr. Thank you very much. It has been a couple years. It's good to be back, Johnny. Uh, yeah. So I spoke, you were one of my last guests pre-pandemic, and here we are, hopefully, <laughs> at the end. Post-pandemic. Post-pandemic. Uh, so how has it been? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think like everyone, uh, it's ultimately... Um, you think as a Christian, you're always praying and believing that the things that are revealed in scripture are true, including that God is working all things together for our good. Yeah. So I, I would like to be able to say how it is, is, yeah. is that I'm, I'm every day choosing to believe he's working all things together for my good. Uh, mm-hmm. it was very, ultimately there were massive gifts and opportunities that were presented over the past two years, really, that um, I don't know if they would have happened any yeah. other way. So uh, didn't have to go down that way, but it did. Yeah. And I got to be with my wife and kids a lot, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, and uh, also, in some ways, God really took me on a inward journey that I think really provided a lot of the basis for new material and, yeah. and uh so yeah so excited Good. excited to be moving forward right for sure um let's deal with this green blanket behind us yep. um all the artists were giving you a chance to pick your background you've seen our list what would you like to go i with? would like to be ireland all right let's do it with one clap of the oh, oh it's still green did that work <laughs> I've been sitting yeah. on that joke for so long and somebody finally picked Ireland. Hey, it's not working. Because <laughs> it's green. Do you get it? It's still green? Yeah. Okay, we all got it. All right. Um, as somebody who lived in Ireland for two years, I would not have picked it because only the tourists get the wonderful experience of leprechauns dancing with you down the street. I had to deal with rain... Yes. Dark, dreary, very much how you probably felt in Newfoundland yeah, growing up. Yeah, but I actually have a, I have a real fondness for it. Yeah. So a lot of people are like, this is so depressing. I'm like, I don't know. It just kind of feels like Monday. Right. <laughs> yeah, I went from tw- I went from 18 years in Seattle where it's just, it rains every day and it's gloomy and gray. And I went on a mission trip for two years to Ireland, which was exchanging the same... <laughs> Yeah, you just got accents. That was the only thing. Yeah, just... it was. But it, there was. It is. I think. I mean, Darren of We Are Messengers will tell you the same thing. There is a melancholy. There is a. Everybody that's a tourist goes and has a good time and tears it up. But when you live there, there is. It's not as cheery and chipper as St. Patty's Day. It's uh, not. <laughs> but I will say that that sense of melancholy is also what has produced so many amazing songs oh, and art. Yeah, and uh, 
And I think at the heart of it is a, a longing, a capacity for and a longing for uh, connection. I think ultimately with God. Yeah. I mean, because that's, Very much that's so. what I believe. But, um, but I think it does, uh, it also creates like a wider expanse of the human experience. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, let's dive into, you've got new music that you're going to be trickling out throughout the year. Yep. Is that good to say? Yeah, I think so. I think it's kind of it. It, it uh, I think coming out of this past couple of years, definitely the way that people are experiencing, interacting with, um, hearing, being moved by music has really fundamentally changed. You know, mm -hmm. if someone said to me, like, what's different? from when you first started doing this to now, what's different about music? And I'm like, well, the way that people um, are, intera is, are interacting with it. Mm -hmm. on, on a personal level, it's still the same thing. People mm -hmm. have experiences in their life. They hear a song of yours. It impacts their life. It moves them. But the ways in which that's happening now are, oh, yeah. are so different. And even as an artist now, the way that artists are sharing, creating, collaborating, and, and sharing new music it's sort of like an ever evolving uh yeah process really so we're kind of trying things up different and gonna just start slowly just kind of putting out new music okay let's actually go into uh i guess the first drop of your trickle of songs <laughs> is a, a new song called uh leaning can you just walk me up uh, the song dna of leaning i mean the dna of it's really in the title uh, uh the song um was written with some friends. I found myself a lot just really, uh, like everyone, you know, the world kind of shuts down, people get closed in and you kind of start just living life with the people that you're with. And obviously it's my family, but then as the world kind of gradually opened up, it really opened up to the people that were directly around me. And with that comes the possibility of community and connection and so this is a song written with some friends um it's just really an honest prayer that just sort of came out of um two things i think talking about the reality of fellowship with god as something that's very tangible and very real mm. and um it the the crux of the song is really just that line from that old hymn like i'm leaning on your everlasting arms mm. um and the notion of living a life that way that feels less like i'm trying to stay propped up on my own, my own two feet um i'll explain it this way i've got two dogs and my and one of the dogs my wife and I are convinced that somehow him and my youngest son have like the same, they have this weird relationship where they're like the same, like they have the same like blood type. I don't know <laughs> what it is, but it, like they act the same way. Yeah. They're both rambunctious. They're both adventurous. Poop in the backyard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they both got sick at the same time. Huh. It's it's like E.T. and Elliot. You oh, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like it's this weird symbiotic relationship. I don't get it. But they both do the same thing, which is that when they're scared, they push into you. Right. Um, and it's this, you know, you, you read in the Gospels about John the Beloved uh, leaning into Jesus mm. and how it was both a sign of trust, 
and a sign of security. But in some ways, from a real physiological sense, like if your weight is fully on someone else, like you're, you're not even really holding yourself up anymore. Mm. And that God invites that. He invites us to kind of participate in life with him that way. Yeah. That we're not even really... And I just think about so many experiences of myself in the past year and why I feel like this song sort of came out with some friends and, and there's a new artist who's kind of featured on the song who I wrote it with along with two other friends, but her name is Lizzie Morgan. And she used to sing backing vocals for Lauren Daigle for a long time. She's just incredible. She's done a lot of stuff with Maverick city. She's an amazing worship leader. Um, but I think in a lot of times, like why this song was written, we weren't trying to write something. It just sort of came out. And I think for me, why it came out was that, I found myself continually in the pandemic having experiences of running up against the wall mm-hmm. of life. And a lot of it is was anxiety, I, I'm, I'm sure. Um, and it's really just a lack of control. Yeah. The, the inability to change a circumstance or a situation. Yeah. And you want to try to like muscle it into a different zone but you can't. Yeah. And so then there's this, there's all this frustration and anger and fear. And it's, it was about a million different things. And versus the idea of saying, I'm going to try to live my life in a way where all my weight is on God. Yeah. That's great. I picture your album cover is looks something like weekend at Bernie's. Yeah. It's a, it's a total gangster lean. <laughs> yep. You went yep. with uh, John the Beloved. I was totally thinking Weekend at Birdies. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, yeah, one, yeah, one, one was a corpse. Yeah. <laughs> same concept, really. Yeah, yeah it's very know, similar. Yeah, Bernie, John the Beloved. God, Jesus is thing. holding me yeah. up like yeah, Bernie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's going to be a shot of me uh, on water skis. Just sort of <laughs> skipping off the water. That is a great image. Yeah. But, you know, it's... It, yeah. it, it's interesting because I think uh, I I kind of found myself uh, kind of picking apart the way I write songs yeah. during the pandemic. And one of the things was just wanting to get back to a place of just writing out of the cry of my heart and not necessarily about like sitting down saying, we're going to write a song about this. And, mm. and there are some songs in this next kind of season where it was that. But I'm, I'm trying to get back to a place of like going, I don't know why this came out. Mm. It but it was really just like a cry within my soul. Yeah. And that, and that, that's the thing. Like when you're writing, I think especially worship music, it's, it typically the great stuff. It isn't contrived. Yeah. It's deep calling to deep. Like you're going, I don't know, even know why that I said these things. Mm. It just sort of came out. Yeah. Look at John Mark McMillan's, how he loves. Oh. When you look at that guy, he can't even talk about it. Like when you see that video that's gotten gazillions of hits. Yeah of his friend dying mm-hmm. it's like well outside of the sloppy wet kiss line it's like it's this deep place that he's like wait i don't understand you love me but yet this tragic thing has happened to my best friend and it ends up being one of the biggest worship songs in history dude uh one of my favorite sort of gospel moments uh in like n- in an unexpected way did you watch uh wandavision uh uh-uh. So I don't listen to hip hop. <laughs> what is it? Sorry. WandaVision. 
No. So WandaVision was the show that came on Disney Plus. Yeah. And they came out during the pandemic and it was basically about Wanda and Vision. Yeah. From the Avengers. Okay. So you live in Florida. You're supposed to know all things Disney World. Um yes. so <laughs> basically I don't want to spoil the whole story, but there's this one line in a show where Vision says this amazing it's this encapsulation. He says, Is isn't grief just love persevering? Huh. Wow. And I was like, wow. And then and then more recently, there was a um I saw an interview on the, uh, it was like one of the late night shows with uh, Andrew Garfield, who's an actor, and he talked about grief and how grief is unexpressed love. Yeah. So I, all that to say, I think, a, you know, when I made the last studio album I made was Echoes, so many of the songs were based on old hymns and they were basically inspired. Uh, most of those hymns were written out of trauma and mm. grief originally. Yeah. So it's still sort of the same kind of an inescapable thing. Yeah. You know, I think for me, I was pushed to a lot of limits within myself over the past two years, particularly as a parent of like going, there's only so much you can control. Yeah. And there's so much about the world around you that you really don't, um, you can try to like mitigate as much and protect your and shield your kids from like as many terrible different outcomes or scenarios and at the end of the day uh, you sometimes you're you're you do what you can because it, it's what god calls you to do and at the same time there's sort of this feeling of the sense of i have no idea yeah so i'm really just need to trust yeah let's go into um um the you growing up in new before you you're one of the only people in history that's ever <laughs> gone from Newfoundland to Arizona. Yeah, that's yeah, like that's, that's I guess I've done a similar thing, Seattle to Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, but Just went the other way. Yeah, yeah. You and I were doing crisscross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should have met in Iowa. We should have. <laughs> um, I I don't know what your parents did for a living, but what would you say is was a perk of one of your parents' jobs growing up? Oh, um, I mean, my mom was a school teacher. And my dad, up until the second grade, was a restaurateur. Okay. So he owned a seafood restaurant, and then he owned a piano bar. Okay. And um, so definitely the perk was going down to work with him on Saturdays. Yeah. And making swamp juice out of all the soda fountain machines, which right. was basically mixing all the fountain drinks together. Yeah. That's which, good. you know, that just sounds like a great activity for a kid. <laughs> Right. What could go wrong? Right. Um, uh, and playing Ms. Pac-Man. Right. For free? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so it's that thing of like, I hear that, that, that song. And then you can hear it. And it, it like, I'll, I'll walk into a video arcade and I'll hear it. And I'll automatically, I can smell my dad's restaurant. Right. When I was a kid. So that was definitely a perk. Yeah, for sure. Gosh. My dad ran, uh, changed the price tags at a grocery store. So I got to run the aisles after it was closed. Glorious, you know, but it's still no kid got to do that. That's but, amazing. Yeah. To see that place. I guess if I wasn't a Christian, you, you know, oh, yeah, you nobody's start, watching you. Yeah. Yeah. Five finger discount. Everything um, is mine. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I guess he wouldn't have made it 
40 no, years no, no, at that no. job? Um, my, uh, I have this, I have to come up with these randomly silly questions to allow you to play around because a lot of your music is very powerful stuff. And so we hit that, we touch on that, and then I got to make you dance in this okay. second grade level. Yep. Um, I have a, just an odd man crush on somebody. And um, I want to get you to go there with me. Is this an accountability group? No, no, no. Okay. It's not that bad. But I, I love David Beckham. Uh, I don't think he's a believer. But as far as I I just like, he's great dad. And everything I see on Instagram, I'm like, man, I've loved this soccer. is a passion. Yeah, he's a fantastic specimen of a human being. Yes. And he looks, you know, so if I wasn't so obese, we would look alike. And so all this. Why are you guys shaking your head? No. Um, so I want... <laughs> so, the he's my man crush is david beckham is there beckham is there anybody for you that you're like that's my guy i i you know you can take it somewhere like if it's a spiritual thing but also just from um somebody you've followed for a long time that that's your guy in a non-creepy way (laughs) well i think it I mean, I would probably say, I mean, some people might be scandalized, but but I think Dave Grohl. Uh, Foo Fighters? Yeah. Yeah. He's kind of living the dream. I mean, yeah. I mean, purely from a human standpoint of like, he's uh, making music that he loves with a group of guys that he's formed a real strong bond with. Yeah. And it seems like he's having a blast yeah. while he's doing it. And the fact that he didn't go away after being a part of one of the biggest bands in history, like Ringo Starr kind of went, yeah. disappeared, but the fact that Grohl went and did something post-Nirvana. Yeah. Well, and after watching the Beatles documentary, I would say Paul McCartney. Yeah. Oh, like, as far uh, as the, a man? The, the, yeah, the new the new, the new, new oh. documentary. Okay. Um, Because it really is like a testament, it, it is a testament to how deep his create his creativity goes. Yeah. You know, but it's weird with music. It's different because it's like I'm I I love these people for the music they make, but I also right. understand that part of what helps us make music is that we're all slightly damaged. <laughs> so, so, so like, like we're all I leaning. Mean, yeah, like I don't know. Yeah, we, it's totally true. We're all leaning. I'm like I don't know if I want to go to you for uh, for parenting advice, but right. which I'm like I don't know if they would want me to either. Right. You know what I mean? They'd yeah. probably be like, which in some ways is kind of refreshing. There's no experts. Yeah. Like no one's an expert in anything. Like, oh we're, no, we're Beckham this, looks pretty. He looks like he's I mean, doing well. Yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah, his diet. Steve Nash, Steve Nash, and I are the same age. The basketball player. Yep. Okay. Both Canadian. Canadian. Yeah. Uh, fantastic, fantastic basketball player. Yeah. And I think that requires a certain level. And he's he's coaching. He's coaching the Nets now. And that's to walk into that team. You got some massive personalities oh, yeah. and talent to kind of navigate and deal with. So it's like an Enneagram soup. Yeah. I mean, totally. And he's, he's just, yeah, he's, he's had incredible longevity. So I would say, yeah, Steve Nash for sure. Okay. Someone I would love. Uh, I, you know, I'd love to get to know a countryman. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's go with, um, last year, um, you version Bible app put out there. 2020 you know kind of like spotify does their year-end wrap you version does their here's the data of the most searched for scriptures of the year kind of a deal and so it's always interesting to see what they declare people have searched for the most and it was uh, matthew 6 33 about uh you know you take care of the lilies of the field and don't worry uh, don't worry about thing um so for you looking back at 2021 last year uh just top of mind can you think of 
something that was your this sustained me this year this was a something like i heard a louis giglio talk this past year in a book he came out with called uh, don't give the enemy a seat at your table but somewhere in there he started going through habakkuk 3 and i was like i've read the bible through before but you don't at different stages of your life you stop and then when you're older you stop at a, something else it's like i've read that why did that not wreck me when i was 16 but it was about, you know, if no grapes grow in the vines, no cattle in the stall, I will tr- still trust in the name of the Lord for the, the God, you know, for his love. Is, and it wrecked me this year and got it tattooed, part of it tattooed on me, you know. Wow. Um, so it was my 2021. Um, anything from this year that you can think of that, that stopped you in your tracks? Um, well, it's interesting because it is, it's an interesting thing because it's not so much a single scripture. It's more of a character in the Bible. Yeah. So at the end of last year, being a Catholic, it's sort of this thing where you like have this pastor who like, it was just kind of how people look at the Pope and he sort of throws out, Hey, sometimes he'll throw out a letter and say, Hey, y'all should pray about this. Yeah. Or, uh, and so he wrote a letter about Joseph. Yeah. Father of Jesus. Right. So I've kind of spent the last year, reflecting on his life, which there is minimally about in the scriptures. And um, it all kind of came to a head for me being part of the chosen Christmas special. Yeah, right. uh, Which I just got to be part of. And uh, that episode, which I'm assuming by now people have seen it. Mm -hmm. um, So I'm not spoiling it. Yeah, most of our listeners, if you're... But, you know, Dallas uh, Jenkins and I talked a lot about... We had had a great conversation, and he just sort of talked about how, like, he, as a man, kept getting his feet knocked out from under him around the birth of Jesus. Mm-hmm. How, like, he has to take his family to Bethlehem. And so they wrote in this scene where like she's on the donkey and she wants to get off the donkey. And so he's trying to get her to stay on the donkey and, and she won't kind of listen to him. So he lets her get off the donkey. And so then that makes them late. So then they get to Bethlehem late and he can't find his uncle. And so they can't find a place to stay. And then they go to an inn and he can't get a room and sort of like all these, like just sort of like feelings of inadequacy, mm-hmm. um, which, to me, I would say if there's anything I feel like I've struggled with a lot in the past two years is that sense of like, do I have what it takes to provide for my family, to be a dad to my kids, to show up for my wife as a husband? Mm-hmm. And, um, and am I willing to set aside my own fears, my own anxieties, not shelve them away and don't deal with them, yeah. but at the same time, there's a certain level of like practical maturity of like, just because you have stuff going on doesn't mean you get to not show up for the people around you. Mm-hmm. So I would say the character of Joseph and journeying the past year and reflecting on what was it like to be the guy who raised Jesus, mm-hmm. like who brought him into maturity as a young man, right? like the weight. And not only that, but like he's 12 years old and they lose him mm-hmm. after a pilgrimage to Jerusalem. So it's kind of been this process of like just cyclically, you know, which it's only like a very, it's like the first part of most of the gospels, you know what I mean? Like, you know, Luke and Matthew, you're just sort of sitting in this one spot, but just thinking about that and how, you know, 
regardless of denomination, people know about, obviously they know about Jesus. They know about Mary. Yeah. But here's this guy who's like sort of hidden in obscurity. Right. And in some ways, that feeling the invitation of the Holy Spirit saying, hey, are you willing to do that for your family? Yeah. So, yeah, it's like, are you, as a father, right? Are you willing to slowly fade? Right. Yeah, that's interesting. Willing was the word that popped into my yeah, head. Yeah, right I mean, no, it. willing is, no, that's a great word. Like, are you willing to do that? You know, yeah. like, which, you know, John the Baptist says he must, he must, uh, I must decrease so he, so he can increase. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I would say that for me, it's been more of like a reflection on the person, character, and nature of Joseph. Right. That's good. Cool. Let's, uh, let's wrap on this. Um, uh, first of all, looking forward to uh, just exploring more songs this year because I've missed your voice. Uh, the pandemic was like, you know, as a Matt Marr diehard, um, just just your presence on our playlist is, is always a great thing. Um, always appreciate you stopping by. Appreciate your heart more than anything. I mean, you've got a velvety voice, but I appreciate your heart. Um, always learning is, is what I know about you. No matter how old you get, your heart is still wanting to to learn and, and know Christ more. So, uh, And it's always great to have a laugh with you as well. Well, life is a classroom. God's a teacher. And it's always great to learn with you. All right, that's uh, that's pretty intense chat. Getting to talk about some very deep stuff, allowing Matt Marr to just share a lot of wisdom, but then, you know, lighten it up with a little man crush talk. Thank you for listening. I do want to remind you that when you hit subscribe, you'll be alerted when we have a new chat come out, a new episode out. Um, also, you can follow us on Instagram. We appreciate it when you share the podcast as well. It helps new people find uh, the podcast. Uh, We always appreciate that five-star review. And then don't forget to uh, hit subscribe. Let's talk about next week. Next week, very special guest. I'm a huge fan of comedian Nate Bargatze. He's got two specials on Netflix, but he's got this very popular podcast um, that I listen to all the time, and it's just hilarious. And his co-host is another comedian called Brian Bates. Somehow, I was able to find the right people to get me in touch with Brian Bates. So a comedian. As the next episode of the JR Show podcast, when you hit subscribe, you'll be alerted when that's out. In the meantime, thank you for listening. Peace.